Okay, so the issue with the between the Israelites and the Philistines ends up being an, just an ongoing kind of cycle over and over and over again. It kind of comes round. The Philistines basically just didn't give up easily, and you know it just kept being an ongoing ongoing battle. So what I want to do is move on to two Samuel chapter five, and some more issues with the Philistines. We've been looking at one Samuel the last few weeks. Move on to Second Samuel uh, chapter five. And it says this, this is 2 Samuel 5, verse 17 to 19. When the, Philistines heard, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, Go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. So... So like I said, there's an ongoing issues with the Philistines over and over again. There have been David and Goliath, and some of, many of the Philistines have been defeated at that point. There have been Jonathan and his armor bearer, but it's kept on being this issue coming up over and over again. The Philistines, this type of enemy, they really just did not give up, kind of getting the message. You know, they were determined to kind of win these, win these victories, but you know, God had other plans. Amen. So, so David inquires of the Lord. Now, it says the Philistines spread out in the valley of Rephaim. The literal meaning of that in English is, is Valley of the Giants. So the Valley of Rephaim literally means Valley of the Giants. And obviously we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, about taking our giants on. It's like David looked Goliath in the eyes and took the giant on, about how it's God's desire for us to confront our giants, those, those issues that we can face. There'll be health issues, financial issues, issues in, in marriages, issues in our families, uh, people that we're believing for, spouses we're believing to be saved, children we're believing to come back to God. There's all sorts of things that could be giants in our lives that we can face. We don't face any, any physical giants, but there's a whole load of spiritual giants we can face. And we talked about that, how David had a close relationship with God. He knew his character, and, and he was therefore willing to take the giant on, look, confronted the giant in the eyes, didn't, didn't run away like all the other Israelites did, didn't, didn't shrink back, didn't run away in fear, but he had his faith firmly in God and in who, in who God was and knew that he would see victory through, through God. He declared the battle belonged to the Lord. So we, we've talked about that. So anyway, so again, this is, this is, this, the meaning of this valley is the valley of the giants. So firstly, verse 19, David, David wanted, to see, again, wanted to see victory, he needed to see victory here, but he inquired of the Lord. Again, a big lesson in this situation. You know, too many Christians, they, this is not judgmental in any way, but just an observation. It's just too many Christians go through life and they don't inquire of the Lord. They are Christians. They're on their way to heaven. They're, they're, follow, they're, they're following God. And awesome. But when it, comes to, when it comes to confronting stuff in their life, they don't inquire of the Lord. Or they don't get, don't get help. They don't get advice. They don't speak to their pastors. They don't speak to other leaders. They don't speak to those people who've gone through situations. Oh, they try and do things in their own strength. And you've only got to read the Bible to know, read the Bible and the accounts in the Bible just, just for five minutes to know that there's a whole load of issues when you try and do things in your own strength. Right? People just fall flat in their, in their face, don't they? And, and the issue they were hoping to get resolved ends up often becoming worse. But it's when we rely on God that's when we see victory. Amen? When we rely on God, and again, it's like David, rely on his character. So David inquired of the Lord. Amen? He asked him, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? For David, this was really, really important. He needed. He, he believed that God would give him the victory. It wasn't because of a lack of faith. But he wanted to inquire from God. He wanted to know what the strategy was, how, how he should do it, how he should go about it. Not just that God would bring victory. He had no doubt in his heart that God would bring victory. But he wanted to know that he was doing it God's way. Amen? So there's a big lesson for us. So God promises to give David victory. So let's continue this 2 Samuel 5, verse 20. 
continues to count. It says this, So David went to Baal Perazim, and there he defeated the Philistines. He said, As waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal Perazim, which just means the Lord breaks out. So the in and out with the mic. The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men um, carried them off. Now, just to clarify on that last bit there, that sounds a bit weird. It's like, why are they taking all the idols? That sounds a bit dodgy. What, what, what's going on there? Okay. If you read, this, if you read the parallel account, because there's a lot of bits in the Old Testament which are recorded in two different places. Um, so this is also recorded in 1 Chronicles 14, and it makes it very clear there. The reason they took all the idols off was to burn and destroy them. Okay. So you can kind of read this because it doesn't make that clear in two Samuels, like they carried all the idols off. It's like, <laughs> that's not good, is it? Um, but the reason they carried them off, you can read that in 1 Chronicles 14, is it was, to burn, was to collect the idols so they were burned and destroyed, okay? Which is, which is good. So the Lord literally here breaks out against the enemies. The, the place where they went, it ends up being renamed as Baal Perizim, which in English means the Lord who breaks out. The Lord who breaks out. Amen? 2 Samuel 5, verse 22 and 25. And that's what I want to focus on. We'll come back in a second. So let's continue reading. Once more, the Philistines came and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. Remember, that means valley of the giants. So David inquired of the Lord. He wanted to know what God's thoughts were on it again. Do not go straight up, but circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the top of the poplar trees, move quickly, because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as the Lord commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Giza. So a big lesson in that, one, David inquired of the Lord, and two, David then did what God had told him to do, okay? So one, inquiring of the Lord and asking what God thinks about a situation is, is absolutely key, amen? If we're going to see victories, if we're going to see these, these, these giants defeated, we're going to see these battles won. But also then when we do inquire of God, also then being obedient. Because if you hear God but are not obedient to it, well, you might as well have not inquired of God, have you? It's, it's, it's fruitless. So people who, let's be people who inquire of God, but what do you think about the situation? What do I need to do in this situation? Are there any practical decisions I need to make in this situation? Are there any scriptures, God, that promises you want to give me that I need to stand on, on your word, Lord, for the situation? What decisions do I need to make in these giants that I'm facing? Let's inquire of God, but then also put those things into practice. So a supernatural victory here happens, takes place here. But I want to particularly focus on verse 20. As waters broke out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me which in, in Hebrew, the Lord who breaks out is Baal Perizim, so it's renamed um, as Baal Perizim. And, you know, this is what God wants to do in our lives. It's when we inquire of him and we're obedient to him. He wants to break out, as waters break out, to see our enemies destroyed, to see, see them flooded, to see them, see them washed away. Amen? Isaiah 59, verse 19 says this, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him, a well, very well-known scripture. Now, sometimes in, in, in Hebrew, when it's translated into English, it's not always clear where the grammar actually comes, where the, you know, where the commas are, where the full stops are. Um, it's written in a very different way to English. It's written right to left. It's totally different. There's no vowels. <laughs> it's just, you know, totally different to the English language. So it's not always clear where the grammar actually comes. So... so it's very well-known scripture. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. It could easily be translated, and it wouldn't be wrong, to also translate that as when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lift up a standard against him. Does that make sense? You see, then it's very different. You get a very kind of different angle, and it's in the Hebrew. It just isn't actually clear um, you know, which is which. But I think this is a, you know, both would be valid, but this is a great translation. When the enemy comes in, 
So when the enemy attacks us, when those giants attack us, when they try and intimidate us, then like a flood, that's what David said, when waters break out, Baal Perizim, when waters break out, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And the, word, the word standard there in English, that means it, make, it means make to flee or, or put to flight. God will kind of bring a blockage against the enemy. God will make them run away. God will rise up against them so as waters break out, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard, will make them flee, will make them run away, will be victorious. Aren't you glad about that? Amen. And that's, that's God's heart for your situations you may find yourself in. Is God work on our behalf. Amen. Now, kind of going back to David in the Valley of Rephaim, where he says, the waters broke out, God has broken out against my enemies. So David depicts this victory as a divine breakthrough of water, something like the onrush of a flash flood. Now, it's, it's thought by scholars that David may have been thinking of the, the result of heavy rainfall in his hilly country. Remember, this is in a valley, so you've got hills. That's what a valley is, isn't it? A valley where you've got big hills on each side, and then a much lower bit of ground in the middle, which often have the river um, at the bottom, which is caused by the rain running down the sides of the mountains. Anyway, so David may be thinking of the results of heavy rain in this hilly country when the waters pour down the hillsides and the gullies cannot contain it, but they, but they literally spill over. In the same way, armies can rush down upon their foes who are unable to find, defend against the onslaught and breaks. This, this is kind of the, the analogy that David is using here. This is, this is what God was doing here. Just like when someone's in a valley and, and the waters, waters flood down and, and the whole place underneath um, can be flooded under that big kind of big torrent of water. You know, we've, um, myself and the family have been to the Lake District. Anyone else been to the Lake District? We've been there a couple of times. It's a beautiful part of England, isn't it? Um, and also the wettest. <laughs> it's also the wettest part of England as well, if you discover if you go on holiday there. Anyway, so they do get a lot of rain. And you often see that when you drive through the valleys, and the scenery is incredible, but you drive through the, the, the valleys and you just see these big kind of waterfalls and uh, massive streams. And I was going in the summer. You can imagine what it's like in the winter um, when these big, great torrents of water flowing down into the valleys and the rivers flood, etc. But this is the picture that David has here. It's like water's breaking out, running down into this valley of Rephaim, the valley of the giants, and all my giants being washed before me and destroyed by a supernatural move of God. Who wants to see that in their life? I do. Amen. So David then calls the place Bar Perizim. It can be so the Lord who breaks out, or even, or literally the Lord of outbursts. It can, it can be translated. Okay? So we do not, this is what a scholar says about this, we do not normally think of God in this way, but we're instructed by this passage. Consider God as the Lord of outbursts. Our God has a multifaceted personality. You know, we could think of God as calm and patient, and he absolutely is, you know, kind of treading softly and just being who he is as God and gentle and kind, and absolutely he is those things. But sometimes he suddenly breaks out with an ear-splitting shout and an onrush of overwhelming power that nothing and no one can stand against. Amen? And he does that against his, his and his people's enemies, sweeping away, them away with a stroke of his arm. What a great God we serve. Amen. This is what he's wanting to do in your situations and do in your lives. Amen. Praise God. Okay, I'm going to leave out a little section because time is, time is going. You know, but David, of course, wrote many, many of the Psalms, the great Psalms of the Bible, the 150, and David wrote many, I can't tell you how many off the top of my head, but wrote many of them. And one, one Psalm I want to look at particularly is in Psalm, Psalm 18. So this is something that just David has carried in his heart. He'd seen his victory after victory after victory. And um, what was just, just so great about David is he would just continue to inquire of God and say, God, what do you want to do in this situation? I've got these giants. And, and David was very, was very open and honest. Some of his psalms, are basically, it's almost like him just having a rant, isn't it? It generally is, isn't it? Read some of the psalms. It's like David's just going off, off on one. 
just basically saying, God, woe is me, I've got all these giants, don't you care? Of course God cared, but David just kind of asked his question. He was just basically just, just, just pouring out his emotions and just then writing it down. And we can read it thousands of years later, right? Honest with God. And there's nothing wrong with being honest with, honest with God. Sometimes we need to have some honest conversations with God. Because remember, God knows what's in our heart anyway. There's no point just pretending, you know, pretending everything's okay if everything isn't okay. Because God knows anyway, right? You can't pull the wool over God's eyes. He knows what's in our heart. But anyway, and that's, that's true of many of the Psalms, is, is David just... And, but also many of the psalms are kind of David's response to his other previous psalms. So some psalms will be, he's just pouring out his heart saying, woe is me, God, I've got all these giants, all these enemies who want to kill me. And often that was true in, in, in some of the things that David went through. But then he's got the kind of um, other psalms that he wrote where he's just pouring out his heart where he'd get a revelation of God and then would make declarations. It was almost like answering the questions in his other psalms. Does that make sense? He's like asking these questions in some God, why aren't you with me? Why am I not seeing these victories? Why is everything? Off, back. But then other psalms just making declarations of victories. So I want to read from Psalm 18 because I believe this is a real great declaration for us. So this, this is verse 31 to 40. For who is God besides the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield. You make your saving help my shield and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight and I destroyed my foes. What a great declaration that is of who God is and what God has done. You know, I believe this is a great psalm that we can make our own declaration. I want to pray over all of you in a second. But let's just keep declaring that the battle belongs to the Lord. And if, if you maybe you feel right now you're in the kind of valley of Rephem, you're in the valley of giants. Maybe there isn't just one giant you're facing. It feels like there's, there's 10, 100. But God, God can break it. In one foul sweep, he, he, he can deal with that. We didn't have time to read it, but one other thing I was going to talk about was about, you know, the Israelites and the way God rescued them through the Red Sea and how they went through, you know, how God miraculously did that. And then in one foul sweep, the, the, the Philistines, uh, Philistines, sorry, Pharaoh and his army, the Egyptians, you know, followed them into the Red Sea. And just in one, just in one second, didn't it, God just dealt with the whole issue. All their enemies were destroyed in, in, in just in, in one second. Because that's, that's what God can do. Amen? The Lord desires to break out into your situation, just like waters break out. Amen. And to see those and to see those situations broken, to see those situations destroyed. And however long you've been dealing with those giants, God can deal with it in a second. Isn't that amazing? That's also incredible about God, isn't it? Just in a second it's dealt with, it is done. Um, it's over. Let's just let's just stand this afternoon. To bring this to a close. I just want to pray over you as well. I just want to read this psalm over you as well. So just close your eyes and just, 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 just focus on God and who he is. We've talked a lot this afternoon about focusing on God and who he is. I just want to just, just, just speak this, these truths over your lives. And if you're facing giants or maybe you feel like you're in the valley of giants like David was, and you've got a whole lot of giants that you're facing all at once, maybe you feel overwhelmed. You just think, God, I, just, I can't deal with this. Remember, you just need God. We all need God, whatever, whatever situation we're going through. One inquire of him, 
Ask him what he wants you to do. If you've got to make some practical decisions, make some decisions. But just keep focusing on him. Be obedient to what he's told you to do. Just like David did. I just want to speak this over your situations. So who is God besides the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? It is him who will arm you with strength and will keep your way secure. He will make your feet like the feet of a deer. He will cause you to stand on the heights. He will train your hands for battle and your arms will be able to bend a bow of bronze. God will make your saving help. He will be your shield. His right hand will sustain you. His help will make you great. God will provide a broad path for your feet so that your ankles do not give way. You'll be able to pursue your enemies and overtake them. You'll be able to, you will not turn back until they are completely destroyed. You'll be able to crush them so they could not rise. They will fall beneath your feet. God will arm you with strength for battle. He will humble your adversaries, your giants before you. God will make your enemies turn back in flight and he will destroy all your foes. Lord, we just declare that over people's lives, Lord, and all the things that they might be facing. Maybe they feel like they're in the valley of giants right now. Lord, we just pray, Lord, it will be a place of Baal Perizim. Lord, the waters, Lord, the waters of your Holy Spirit and your supernatural power will flow Lord, down those mountainsides, Lord God. Lord, into the valley below, Lord, and those giants will be destroyed, Lord, supernaturally in Jesus' name. Lord, you would do what only you can do. Lord, if it's healing the people, believe for a financial breakthrough, Lord, whatever the situation may be. Lord, that those giants, we just, de- Lord, declare your victory in the mighty name of Jesus. May your waters just break out against them, Lord God. Lord, the Israelites saw that amazing victory, Lord God. Lord, when the enemy comes in, Lord, like a flood, Lord, you will bring your victory. You'll raise up a stand up against them, Lord. Your enemies will, will flee and, and be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, do what only you can do. Lord, we say we trust you. Lord, that we need you. Lord God, we can't do things on our own strength. Lord, it's never your intention for us to do things in our own strength. Lord, we need you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for every victory. Thank you for every victory there's ever been, Lord, in everyone's lives here. Lord, the greatest victory, Lord, when they came to know you. Lord, and that, that giant of sin was defeated in, in their life. That, that the giant of sinful nature was dealt with, Lord, by the cross. Thank you for those giants, Lord, you destroyed on the cross. Lord, it says you made a show of, of the enemies. They thought they had won. They thought they killed the Son of God. Lord, but you knew what, Lord, what, you, what you were doing and what the plan was, the plan before the dawn of time. Lord, to deal with the issue of sin and rebellion, to deal with it once and for all. Thank you, Lord God, for dealing with our giants. Lord, we thank you for every victory, and we thank you for every victory in the past and every victory that will come in the future. Lord, we just say, Lord, we trust you. Thank you, God. I just want to pray one other prayer as well. I just want to give an opportunity for just anyone who's listening this afternoon, just to give you an opportunity to respond to this message and, and to invite God into your heart. You know, the Bible says that, that, that Jesus died on a cross. We just, just talked about that. That Jesus died on a cross 2,000 years ago. And it wasn't just a random event. He wasn't a martyr. It didn't all go horribly wrong. It was all part of God's plan. To come in human form and to die on a cross and to take the punishment um, for our sin. And the word sin, it just means, it can be a scary word, but it just means anything we've ever done wrong. And the Bible says if we've ever done anything wrong, that, that we, we've fallen short of the glory of God because God, God is perfect in anything we've ever done wrong. Even if we might not think it's that major to, to God, it, it creates a blockage between us and God because he is holy and he is perfect. So what, so what God's plan was, was was to come in human form in the person of Jesus, the Son of God, and to die on a cross to take that punishment upon himself so that we could be free. And then he rose again as well and beat the power of sin and, and death and defeated all the enemies, all the giants, all these things that we've talked about. 
And if that's you this morning, this afternoon, you think, yeah, I want God in my life. I need that. I'm facing giants. I need, I need to see these giants defeated. I want to know what it is to, to know God and to follow God. I want to know what happens to me when I die, that I'm going to be with, with, with God forever in heaven. If that's you, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I just encourage you just to pray this prayer this afternoon. And I guarantee you that God will come into your heart straight away. And it will start to change some things. And you will know what it is to be free from, free from sin. You will know what it is to be completely forgiven. To be, to be whole and healthy and, and spiritually healthy. To spiritually come alive. The Bible says that when we, when, when we accept God into our lives, we become born again. And what that means is the old has gone and the new has come. We're not physically born again, but spiritually we've been rebirthed. The old part of who we are is now, is now dead and is now brand new and, and is perfect and, and holy in the sight of God. We're made righteous. So if that's you this afternoon, I pray, I just encourage you to pray this with all of your heart. Why don't we all just, just say this together? Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth to die on a cross for me, to take the punishment for my sin so that I could be righteous, so that I could be made holy. And accepted by you. I invite you now. Into my life. I want to live for you. I want to know. That when I leave this earth. I'll be in your presence forever. I ask you God. To break out. Against the giants in my life. I thank you, God, that the battle belongs to you. Amen. I want everyone's just got their eyes closed. If you've if you've prayed that prayer and you've invited God into your life and you've never prayed a prayer like that before, what I want you to do is just just raise your hand so I can see it and just say, "Yeah, I prayed that." No one else is looking. They say, "Yeah, I prayed that this morning. I, I I've just invited God into my life. Don't miss your opportunity." Thank you, God. Lord, you're so so good. Lord, you're an amazing, amazing God. We thank you that every battle belongs to you, Lord God. Thank you for every victory. Lord, we look forward to all the victories we're going to see again in the future. Maybe, Lord, maybe stand on your word. Lord, maybe look every giant in the eye. Maybe never cower away. Lord, maybe never be anxious or, or scared or have sleepless nights. Lord, maybe just completely have our total trust in you, Lord God. Every battle belongs to you. Lord, we ask you to break out in Jesus' name. Do what only you can do. Well, we have we have the part of just doing our what we do in the natural, responding in faith, but we need your super added to our natural. We need you to do the supernatural bit. Well, let's see those enemies def- defeated as you break out in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, so time's try to get through as quick as I could. <laughs> the time has gone. Um, so if you've got kids out in kids' church, um, please go and collect them straight away. I'd really appreciate that. Um, ignition uh, children will come back in will come back in here and don't forget next week we're meeting down at leap um, at 12 o'clock we'll pray for pray for good weather so have a have a very blessed week and we'll see you soon thank you